0: Hello, my little mistakers, and welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast where we encourage everyone to find humor in their mistakes. Mistakers, it's been a few weeks since you've heard from me, and that's because I have a lot going on right now. I quit my corporate job at IBM and I moved to New Hampshire to be the rifle director for a camp belonging to the boy scouts of america there's a lot to unpack there i didn't learn how to shoot a gun till about three weeks ago but don't tell anybody but if you want to know more tune in every week and i'll give you more details about this move slash transitional life phase i am on right now but let's start at the beginning quitting IBM I didn't like working at IBM and it got to the point where I was pissed off on Saturday because I had to go in on Monday so I figured it was time to quit and I don't have a epic quitting story other than the fact that when I was leaving on my last day at noon because who would stay late on their last day what are they going to do fire you So I was leaving at noon and I skipped down the hall. I did a cartwheel. I was getting evil eyes because I made a spectacle of myself leaving because I was happy as fuck. And then I got to my car and realized I left something. So I had to call the front desk to get someone to let me back in because I no longer had access. Then I had to walk by everyone that I had just skipped past. go get the item that i left at my desk the problem is if you're going to leave a second time you have to outdo yourself so i tried and i hurt my wrist trying to do a cartwheel trying to outdo the first time that i left so my advice to you little mistakers is on your last day verify that you have taken everything from your desk before you do a performance as you walk down the hall for the last time. Because if my coworkers didn't enjoy the first performance of me cartwheeling and singing, they damn sure didn't enjoy the encore performance. Little Mistakers, sometimes I make mistakes so you don't have to. Now to my guest. My guest is my friend, my boy, Sam D. He moved to L.A. about two years and some change ago. We used to perform comedy together back in North Carolina on a team called Support Group. And now he's in L.A. He is performing with Second City and UCB, and he's enjoying himself. So take a listen. Hello, my little mistakers, and welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where we encourage everyone to find humor in their mistakes. I'm here with Sam D., an LA improviser. Uh, he's with UCB, Second City, and we used to perform comedy together back in the day. Yeah, uh, uh,
1: support group, right? Support group Gosh,
0: has, a, has enough time happened for me to be able to say, like, back in the day
1: uh gosh spark group was like what 2015
0: something like that yeah four years ago it was back in the day
1: yeah it was uh
0: it was the first time i was ever on a team i got y'all asked me i was surprised
1: yeah 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 good times uh let's see i think we're okay i'm in la i know wilson's in la you're still here yeah uh, rodney's here i think patrick is here yeah and uh, I feel like I'm, Hudson is in Atlanta.
0: Hudson's in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're all spread out now.
0: One day, support groups got to get back together. Just yeah. maybe it's like the ten-year reunion. No one's missed us.
1: I, I think like fifty uh, percent of us. It was like me, Wilson, and uh, Hudson came out from to LA for work uh, like last year, and we all hung out. Oh, were Yeah, yeah. Fifty percent. Okay. Good. How was it? It was fun, man. Okay. Yeah, he comes up to LA pretty often. It's, it's always nice when he comes by. Or, or. Yeah.
0: So you moved out to LA, what, three years ago to pursue comedy? Uh, well, to do a bunch
1: of stuff. Yeah, March uh, March 2017. So, like, two years and some change.
0: Okay. Yeah. How was that? Like, how was the process of moving? Because I remember, first of all, let's start to get to know you. Then I want to talk about your process for moving. So, okay. like, tell, tell us about yourself. Like, if you were pitching me in the elevator.
1: Okay, uh, I, uh, let's see, I, at night I do comedy, uh, mainly improv, used to do a lot of stand-up during the day, uh, I do data science and work in tech, um, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just go to work, do comedy, go to work, do, I mean, we can talk about my hobbies, like, <laughs> <I, laughs> yeah, uh, really into basketball, uh, less so, I've had a few concussions from playing a lot of basketball, so now I do surfing, um. I that? I eat a lot. Uh, I can keep going if you want. <laughs>
0: I saw you were, pre- you were preparing for concussion number four on your Snapchat. That was a
1: joke. I played basketball uh, this weekend because uh, I'm back in Durham hanging out with a bunch of old friends who I used to play basketball with and I only play basketball on special occasions now. Okay. So uh, I, I thought this was, like, a special enough of an occasion to, to risk it.
0: See, you're a driver. That's the thing. Like, you go to the basket all the...
1: Yeah, so I don't drive as much. Also, I'm, I'm getting old. My knees aren't what they used to be. So, like, uh, I don't drive and dish as much. I just kind of, like, slowly drive in and then dribble <laughs> around and then hopefully, like, look for a pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, my shot is gone, but, like, I, I still have, like, decent court vision and can make, like, a, a few decent passes every okay. now and then. Okay.
0: Yeah. So... I remember when you were in the process of moving, like you decided I remember you talking about I'm gonna to move to LA, I might move to New York, but I'm applying for jobs in LA. Like you made it happen. How was that process of deciding you were gonna go?
1: Uh stressful. I mean I so at the time I was um I was in a grads I was in a PhD program at Duke. Um, kinda realized like that wasn't for me, didn't really love academia and uh realized I was like doing more comedy than research. <laughs> Uh, so I decided to leave. I, uh, I, graduated in, um, I think like December, 2016 and I didn't find a job until like March 2017 and that three months was like pretty stressful. Yeah. Uh, you didn't
0: show it, man. Oh
1: really? No, nah, no.
0: Nah, you never seem stress.
1: Oh, I mean, I was doing a lot of comedy, which is always great stress relief, but, uh, yeah, I was targeting New York, Chicago, or LA cause uh, I felt like those were really the only cities in America that had like a good balance of like a tech scene and also a strong comedy scene. Uh, i think austin too but uh austin's like too hot for me (laughs) so uh yeah i was just applying to those three cities um ended up going with la uh honestly there's a part of me that kind of wishes i went to new york but uh just because i love that city and like i grew up romanticizing it okay but uh yeah i don't i found a job in la it seemed like a good fit and uh, i haven't looked back since
0: i feel like new york for me would be i would go there and then the first winter
1: I would apply to jobs in New York. I mean, L.A. Really? Yeah,
0: i was like, nope, can't do
1: it. So, I don't know about you, but I grew up watching, like, Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And, like, it, like, so romantic. Sex in the City? No, not really. Did you, <laughs> did you grow up watching Sex in the City? I did, man. Really? Samantha
0: used to get around, like... Is that why you are
1: the way you are now? <laughs>
0: possibly. Right. I loved her freedom.
1: I, uh, okay, I... <laughs> I've never, I've never seen an episode of Sex in the City. I know Samantha is like Kim Cattrall, and she's the one that is uh, more promiscuous. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Okay. Guys are fun. All
0: right, I get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I, uh, I romanticize New York a lot, and like the idea of like living right next door to your best friends and like having the door unlocked <laughs> was, like very cool to me. And that's not something you can do in LA because everything's like so spread out, right? I'd love
0: that. I wish I could go back in time now I would encourage all my friends and move to New York And we just had like an apartment complex And just opened the door,
1: what's up man? Yeah, I remember when I was like, uh, like 17, 18 years old uh, You know, me and my high school friends would like talk about Like oh, our futures and like where are we gonna be And like how old are we gonna be when we get married And we all had this fantasy of like What if we all lived in New York at the same time And we had like one of those apartments With like a roof, then we'd go up there and drink And like our doors would always be unlocked and i think that's it's funny to look back on it and think like how dumb and naive we were but it it was like a dream it
0: can still happen man you can do that with kids you just (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so dude dude i saw a lot growing up and i turned out okay which is a bad thing for me because i have this philosophy that like no matter matter what mcneil jr sees Uh he's gonna be all
1: right but but those sitcoms never teach you about like um the importance of like owning property True. uh saving for retirement True. uh all those things credit scores credit <laughs> yeah and those are all factors that would uh <laughs> would need to come into play
0: yeah they don't really have jobs like they have jobs but they're paying for these New York apartments yeah acting is like that doesn't really ha- I mean it happens but mm-hmm. okay okay but you made the jump which is like hard for people to do hell myself i'm like been moving for years you know yeah yeah and it's tough to just make that jump. So like, what advice would you give to someone who needs to make a jump?
1: Um, uh, this is just for me, but I'm not the kind of person who can like move to a city without a job and then start looking. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's just, it's too stressful and it, it doesn't seem wise. So like my advice would be to like find a job first, move there and like figure things out from there. Yeah. Um, You know, especially working in tech, like people bounce around jobs so quickly. Uh, So if you can find a tech job and like it isn't the perfect match, like you could leave in a year and it's it's not career suicide.
0: Yeah, it's not frowned upon. Yeah,
1: Um, or even like uh, if you were a little bit older, like even if you leave in a few months, like as long as you have a good justifiable reason for leaving, like you're good. Yeah. Um, I know that's something that I I struggled with because it it just felt like such a huge commitment to like pick a job, and I know like a lot of my friends who are, who are looking for jobs in in the same field, they um they they kind of feel like they're making some sort of huge commitment, uh, and I would say uh, don't don't think that way you know yeah. nothing is nothing is permanent yeah yeah
0: yeah I've always thought of it like well I'm starting to think of it like if I go to a job and like look I quit this job that I didn't like after a year made me miserable and they don't want to hire me because of that, then that's like a mindset thing. Like maybe I don't want to work for a company mm-hmm. that has like that mindset of their employees. Yeah. Because uh, company culture
1: is very important. For sure, yeah. And, and I mean like your resume is like you you've you've clearly demonstrated loyalty in your resume. <laughs> exactly. you know? Yeah. Like if you have like one three month stint, it's it's not like yeah. the end of the world. It's not
0: the end of the world. Yeah. Um so how so you moved over there and then you got your you had your job when you moved, right? Uh yeah. Uh, and then you just went into comedy. So how did you start all over again from co- like doing comedy? Because you had moved up at we were at DSI at the time. It's a right. pit now, uh, but we you had moved up to almost top tier. Like you were at top tier.
1: I, I don't. Want, I don't want to say that. But you did.
0: Like, I... what? Uh, Mr. Diplomat is their their flagship show. Sure. And Stranger uh, Stranger Danger was their second top.
1: Their tier. I don't. Versus was also on weekend, weeknights, <laughs> <or> weekends, weekends. What? <laughs> yeah. uh, I I would say Versus
0: was third.
1: I I'm just saying I we should all be very humble.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like for the location you were at, you would, you would <laughs> just
1: sure. I mean, I, I know like a lot of people were like leaving dsi at the time and like let's be real like that opened a spot for me true Uh, true okay um, me too yeah
0: (laughs) also the color of my skin uh
1: and also the color of my skin perhaps um uh so yeah i guess i i'd been kind of like an improv nerd in north carolina yeah um thankfully like dsi was like very well connected across like the um the national improv scene and uh, so when i when i kind of got to la like i knew exactly what to do i knew i i gravitated towards like ucb style improv as opposed to like io style improv or like second city style improv. Yeah. so like a lot of um there wasn't a lot of like uh, searching for like the right place it's just like i, I landed and i was like i want to i want to be a cast member on at ucb someday
0: yeah okay and you're working towards that like you're in the process of it right
1: uh so i was on a mess all team last season uh it's like um it's kind of it was kind of like a long form incubator team at dsi was uh so yeah that that was a crazy cool wild experience um and then uh so that lasted six months and i think it ended in march and now uh just still working still still doing those workshops still still trying to get better as a performer
0: how do you deal with the the big picture like or do you not think about it
1: uh i i, f- I guess like, uh, what do you mean, like, a five-year plan? or like?
0: So, for example, one of the things that sometimes will frustrate me is that I'll start thinking about the big pictures, and then I'll lose out on the day-to-day. Like, you should be... You lay a brick every day, and eventually you'll build a wall type thing. Sure. And you think about laying that bit brick perfectly.
1: Um, is that like that saying, uh, don't don't forget about the forest because of the trees or something like that? Something
0: like that. I'm just using a Will Smith phrase. He's like, oh, Will Smith. Yeah, he said... I think about placing my brick perfectly every day, and eventually I'll have built a wall. He's like every now and then I'll take a step back and look at what I've done, but mostly uh-huh. every day I focus on placing that brick perfectly.
1: Yeah, I, I like that advice. I, um, I mean, I, I think about the the big picture where I want to be more as like a fantasy or a dream. Yeah. Um, but like I don't commit really hard to like big picture stuff because I think I'm too young to do that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I usually just focus on like month to month or maybe like a six month goal. Okay. So let's
0: talk about some of the things that you've done in LA because you're working with UCB, Second City. Mm-hmm. I like, just t- talk about some of the stuff you cool stuff you've done in LA.
1: Cool stuff I've done. Uh, uh, I've eaten a lot. That's probably like the coolest bullet point. If, if anyone needs food recommendations in LA, uh, hit me up. Dude, I'll testify Uh, to that. Oh yeah! Every place
0: you took me to was great, except for the bull testicles. I Uh, I tried them though. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I I took you to uh, Atari Sandwiches in Persian Square in Westwood, and they had. uh, uh, I don't even know if it was bull testicle. It might have been like pork testicle, but it was a testicle of some sort. That's all I needed to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it was like in like a like a wrap. Yeah, I. That was the second or third time I've had that. I actually, (laughs) I genuinely think. It's it's a tasty sandwich.
0: <laughs> I couldn't. It's okay. like more of the mental aspect For of sure. eating yeah. another male's balls.
1: I okay. So I've had uh, bull penis and bull testicle. I think bull testicle is actually like it has good flavor. It tastes like uh, a little bit like chicken oysters. If you've ever had that, no, huh? it, it's like a, I think like every chicken on the back of its thigh, it has like a muscle that it never uses. And so it's like a really tender piece of like chicken meat. Okay. Uh, that's what I think like testicles taste like. But bull penis is objectively like there's no flavor. There's like nothing. I don't understand why people would eat it.
0: See, for me, it's like I believe doing to others as you would have them do unto <laughs> you. So, like, if anything ever happens to me and someone needs to eat me to survive, yeah. I'm okay. But place my penis to the side. <laughs> Are
1: you serious? Like,
0: I'm serious. Do not eat that. Like, so I don't like eating other animals private parts because i wouldn't want someone to eat mine
1: I, uh, I i think it would be very situation dependent for me like if it's like you're on a desert island and you need food to survive like use whatever you want however you want but if it's like if i'm being like mass manufactured like pork or, or beef uh i could maybe see like okay throw away the parts or like turn it into like dog food the parts that are, are a little bit more gross mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. y'all better die before y'all eat that yeah <laughs> that is my that, <laughs> that is my memorial like you play <laughs> you <laughs> plant it in the <laughs> ground and water it and a- a comes <laughs> out. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> yes yeah, so that's what i want to protect so yeah um okay so you're eating good food you're loving LA life, like. Oh yeah, I never even answered your question. Oh no, I, no worries. No, like a joke answer. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: let's see. Yeah, I um, uh, I've been there two years. If I broke down the two years, first year was really just like more of a, um, uh, kind of figuring out LA. Like everyone would, uh, everyone would tell me like, hey, when you get out there, you need six months to kind of like, uh, find your bearings, figure out uh, where you're going to live, figuring out how to like deal with traffic and learning like when you can and can't drive, um. I kind of blew off that advice thinking like, you know, I'm, I'm a young, smart, scrappy guy. I can figure it out. Uh, but it straight up took me like a year to just like kind of feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, even now I'm still just like kind of like settling in and like really, um, really making it feel like home. Uh, so my first year was mainly just taking like UCV classes, uh, trying to figure out like wh- what are places that would let me perform as kind of like a nobody with only like, uh, improv an improv background from like this theater in north carolina uh, so that was the first year um i got cast on uh, like a second city team like a year into it so like around this time last year uh that was huge and, and really cool uh gave me a place to like perform consistently and uh like a coach who would watch the shows and give me notes um and then from there just kind of like uh, trying to find uh, the people who love doing comedy and improv for, for like its own sake and not are not just doing it for um because their agent or their manager told them to or, or because this is like what they feel like they're supposed to do and like finding that crew and the people who are just like willing to perform for like nobody that that was a big step and then uh just taking the right classes right workshops and just focusing on the things that you need to uh to improve as a performer
0: so you moved out there without like knowing a bunch of people like you right
1: um yeah i moved out there knowing uh nobody and that okay. was also tough like uh you know like people talk about like comedy all the time but it's just like it's kind of hard to be funny when it's just like you don't you go out there and you don't have any friends you don't really know where your house is going to be that type of thing
0: and, and the reason i keep asking you questions like this is because i want the little mistakers to get like the. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're really committed to that name, i am dude.
0: i am committing to little mistakers i want them to be little because i want them to make mistakes i also i might call them big mistakers because i want them to make big mistakes okay uh but no the reason I'm asking is because I want them to get the real the reality of jumping mm-hmm. to, to a dream or jumping to something that they're afraid to do sure so I want like that's why I keep asking you, like the question like what is the process did you ever start to think like hell maybe I should have taken this jump mm-hmm. I was happy in North Carolina things were comfortable
1: um I mean I I kind of got like uh I don't want to say forced out of North Carolina but it was just like my I realize i shouldn't be in a phd program like it's not for me and it's kind of like well if i'm not here for school like i came here to go to duke if i'm not here for school what am i doing here right yeah um so i guess that's why i left um in terms of like shit sorry what was the
0: question again oh it was more of did you ever think that you had made the wrong decision like did doubts ever creep in
1: oh yeah absolutely like um uh, a lot of people, I was asking a lot of people around DSI in the comedy world who had like, uh, had more improv experience and more worldly improv experience. Like what, what city should I go to? Like sh- New York, Chicago, LA. And a lot of people were telling me like, Sam, I think you'd fit in really great in New York. Uh, and then after I moved to LA, like a lot of my, my tech coworkers were like, you know what, Sam, I, I see you as a New York guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, great. I, I just moved to LA though. So what am I going to do with that advice? Um, so there was definitely a part of me who was, that was thinking, like, oh, maybe, maybe I should have done New yeah. York.
0: Um, I see you as a New York guy, too. That? What does that mean, though? Because well, no, I ask like, people that all the time. Well, because like, it's, it's such a hustle. Like, everyone is hustling in New okay. York. And, like, you get so many things done. Like, if you want to do something, like, even this weekend, you're like, I want to perform, so let me email Jack. Let me even contact all these people. Uh-huh. Whereas I just, nah, I'll figure it out <laughs> when I get there. <laughs> and, like, so you're, like, a hustler, so I feel like... It's a very fast pace. I don't know L.A. that much, just from what I hear from New York. Okay. Like, just being a hustler and,
1: you know. All right. I always interpreted, like, you're New York guys and, like, you're kind of rude and cold. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> no, no, I didn't take it like that.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, so I when I was in L.A., there were, like, a lot. Even today, I'm like, Man, should I have moved to New York? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I think. Uh, do you know who Gerard Carmichael is? Yeah. It's like, a stand-up comic. Uh, one of my favorite stand-up comics. But I read an interview with him where uh, he he actually grew up in Winston Salem, and then he wanted to do comedy and he was debating between New York and L.A. And uh, I think apparently his like grandma or his aunt lived in New York and he had like a network in New York, and so he's like screw it, I, I don't want that comfort. I want to go to a place where I know nobody. Yeah. And so he chose L.A. over New York, and I always re- I always thought that was like crazy, but I also respected a move like that, and so. When I was in LA, and I only knew like two or three people before moving out there, I, I was just thinking to myself, like, "No, this is like, I'm out here without a safety net, and if I can get through this, then it's just like a testament to like uh, sheer force of will, I guess."
0: I like that thought process. Thanks. I say I do. Um, I mean, it's on a smaller note, but yeah, when I went to uh, UNCW, I was like an SJRA like all these stuff I was participating in. The only reason I did it is because. No one near, knew that I was a slacker in high school, so it was like <laughs> I got to start over For per sure. se and do what I wanted to do without someone being like, "Man, no, you're not gonna do that." Yeah. And so it's, I get that. Like, yeah, yeah, you just get to be whoever you want to be and go out there. And no one knows who you are. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Uh, when you were leaving Duke, because you you entered as a PhD candidate, mm-hmm. um, did anyone tell you like when you like I'm done? like you were quitting per se, but you were quitting because you wanted to quit. Uh But do you ever feel like you were being a quitter? And then how did your family take that you weren't going to get your PhD? I,
1: I, I think I felt a lot of like internal guilt of like, I am a quitter. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it it wasn't that bad because I truly knew like deep down inside that like, this is not for me. Um, In terms of like other people putting that on me, uh, I, I don't, i don't think anybody like judged me and i didn't necessarily feel judged it was purely internal because like the attrition rates for for phd programs are are crazy high and like a lot of my friends who were like about to finish up their phd program within the next year were kind of like yeah you reach a certain point where it's just like maybe i should have quit but uh, if i was gonna quit that should have been a while ago (laughs) you know you don't you don't quit in like mile 21 of (laughs) america yeah yeah so um i think i got out at a good time i got out like i made the decision to leave like two years in and then i took an extra half semester just like take some more credits and like uh tie up some loose ends yeah it's like two and a half years in uh before quitting was like an ideal time
0: dude i wish i would have done that man six months into grass i was like this ain't it oh yeah yeah this ain't it but i mean you your program was like a year right Uh, it it was two and a half years oh okay yeah i was like this ain't it and yeah. I, I, then I stuck it out. But do
1: you you like do you feel proud though that you uh, accomplished this?
0: Honestly, when I turned in my thesis and I had stuck it out, there was a part of me that was like you got experience doing something you ultimately did not want to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, so that's good in itself, but then at the end of the day I was like, eh, you could have you could have you know tech, you could especially programming. Mm-hmm. If you hustle outside of school, you can get a job. For sure. And so I was like was it worth... I still question was it worth it. Yeah. But I do think there was a benefit a little bit in sticking out something that I don't want to do. But then we're in a society where you don't necessarily have to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in tech. You know, you could have found... I could have found something I like better.
1: Yeah. I mean, I for what it's worth, like, I really liked the, the content matter of my PhD program. Like, I was doing machine learning, but uh, I didn't really like the academic parts and, like, the research. Uh, I wanted to do something more applied that was, like a quicker impact and quicker turnaround yeah I guess.
0: something you can get paid for really quick
1: or? uh well something that you can like release like your work can have immediate impact yeah. but uh, also absolutely getting paid for yeah, <laughs> yeah I like, wanted to make that money exactly okay <laughs> yeah and i don't think like um i don't think my parents really cared i, I think like i left with a master's it's not like i left empty handed. so i think they were still like proud of me and um my brother did the exact same thing he dropped out of a phd program in electrical engineering at uva and he turned out fine so okay they were like you're, you're good
0: <laughs> you're fine you're fine yeah. all right so you're in la doing your thing now what advice do you have to people like who are scared to go do their thing like would you say you're doing your thing right now
1: um yeah i uh, yeah i'm definitely doing my thing i guess Just uh bang <laughs> i i get a lot of people who like ask me like um i get like tech people who are like oh wait you you perform in second city and like you're you're pretty serious about this comedy stuff like do you want to be an actor or something and then i get like a lot of comedy people who are like wait you you have a master's you work in tech like what are you doing here and uh, i guess truthfully like the answer is like i don't really know uh <laughs> in an ideal world i would like somehow split myself into two identical bodies and like one person would produce not uh, pursue comedy uh, full time, and then one person would just pursue tech full time because I, I do truly enjoy both. Yeah, but for the time being, like I think I have the privilege of, of being young, uh, not having a lot of uh, ties or commitments. Like I don't have kids or anything, so I can just pursue both uh, with a lot of intensity. And then you know, eventually one day there's going to be a time when I have to make a decision, probably. But it's not now. Yeah, it's not now.
0: Part of me, I just don't like the. The story of the poor comic, like I just like you know the comic that just or even the actor that goes all for it and they're poor all the time. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that. Like I want to be able <laughs> to like go get a beer or something after work or sure. go get some good
1: food. Like, uh, um, I mean, I there I think there are ways around it. I mean, like my my tech job, uh, and you're in tech too. Like, yeah. it allows uh, it is like really flexible work from home days. Um, sometimes like when i go on an audition it's just like i'm gonna work from home or like take a long lunch and then work a little bit later that day uh, so that's really great um and then i know we've both talked about like freelance tech work yeah so i definitely think there is a balance if you're just like smart and strategic about it uh and there's also just like investing i mean the stock market is doing great if you want <laughs> passive income very true yeah okay that's something i've gotten really into is uh the stock market yeah okay i, I think it's like so fun and i it's like legal gambling, <laughs> but like smart legal gambling. Uh, I've, I've invested in a lot of like weed stocks and like data stocks.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then some real estate.
0: Oh, shit. I need to get on my, I just been putting it in my 401k.
1: I, I've been doing that too a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. What should, what should, oh, what should I pick up? What book should I pick up for the stock market if I want to learn?
1: Um. So the, uh, oh, let me look it up. It's by uh, John Bogle. He's like the guy that like created Vanguard and like index funds. Uh, I think it's like the little book of common investing is my entry point into all that stuff.
0: See, I take a lot of negativity with the stock market because like I'll read that people say most people don't beat. uh, Most people don't beat what somewhat like the right uh, Uh, S&P 500. Yeah, Yeah, most people don't beat that. So I apply that to myself, but I've never done that before. I didn't even think about that. I've, I've been real negative with investing in the stock market
1: so i like uh that the book that i just talked about that's um he's the guy that invented like index funds to just track the market yeah uh and he does a lot of math like pretty accessible math to show why uh why you're never gonna beat the stock market yeah um so that's why you should have most of your stuff in like a 401k in an index fund but like uh if you're if you're smart about it and you invest in what you know like it's still a risk it's obviously riskier riskier than investing in an index fund but like you can like beat the market okay i am like barely beating the market by like a little bit like this past year but i'm thinking about like selling it after a year and then putting it back into index funds i can beat the market yeah just i mean it, for me it was just <laughs> like I, look i'm putting money into my 401k and i should do something with uh, all the other stuff i have uh screw it i'm young i can incur some risk why don't i just like play around with the stock market okay. for a year
0: So what's next for you in comedy and tech? Like, you said you'd want to invent two people. Yeah. Um, Like, what do you see yourself doing in, like, the next year, Um, goal-wise?
1: Yeah, so one of the – it would be cool to do, like, a business improv consulting type thing. Uh, I know that's really popular right now. A lot of, like, tech startups in the Bay are, like, asking their C-level executives or, like, VPs to take improv classes. And – I think I'd be pretty qualified for that, just because like I I do a lot of like marketing science right now, and I work in like a tech world, and I also do a lot of improv. Uh, that'd be great, cause it'd be like worlds colliding, and working uh, working for that would be like two birds with one stone, kind of. Okay. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I I'm 26 and I look like I'm 18, so <laughs> I don't think all C-level executives would necessarily appreciate taking <laughs> advice from. Uh, a baby-faced 26-year-old.
0: How can you make yourself look older? Like, what if you grow out your beard? and?
1: I, I think, like, with these types of, like, uh, business consultants, regardless of whether it's improv, but, like, people who go in and, like, do teamwork uh, exercises, like, they all have a look, right? They're, yeah. like, really, they're usually, like, older white men with goatees and, like, uh, suit and shirt, no tie look. And I don't have that look. <laughs> uh, but it would be cool to somehow, like, find a way to like enter that world
0: see i find that you know if you're a minority they don't know what your look is sure so maybe you can be like this is the look like, yeah you can get because they don't know what they don't know
1: actually yeah, I, I talked to a guy yesterday um about this and who kind of works in the space and he was like you know if you, you're asian if you told people that you were 40 years old no one would call you out for that <laughs> like they would just accept it <laughs> hey
0: black and yellow don't crack <laughs> sure. yeah yeah
1: uh. I feel like there's like a peak where it's just like right around like it's like you look super super young, super super young and then all of a sudden around 60 just like it <laughs> hits you. Yeah.
0: True, true. Yeah. But I'm gonna milk, right? milk, milk it. You're gonna milk it? I'm gonna milk it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean you I think you could pass for like early 20s. Yeah, I'm hoping so, man. Yeah. I'm getting out
0: I'm gonna uh, be getting out there at what 30? I hope I can pass for early 20. Yeah.
1: Wait, you're you're 29 right now? I'm 29. Yeah. Yeah, and when do you turn
0: 30? I turn 30 in July. Oh damn. Yeah
1: i'm getting up there when do you
0: turn 27
1: uh september okay
0: Okay. yeah
1: it's crazy. i think like because i i was i am your age when i first met you
0: true yeah true yeah it's it's crazy crazy
1: yeah oh. it's crazy how like um when when you're like 21 you think 26 is so old and then, like, probably, like, when you're 26, you think 30 is so old. And you get there, and you're like, oh, I'm not that old.
0: Dude, I would give anything to be 21 again. Just, like, with the knowledge I have now. Well,
1: sure, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I remember when I first came to Duke, there was this uh, – I was 21, and there was this uh, other grad student who um, just started at the same time as me. And I think he was, like, 25 or 26. And uh, we were all in, like, the same friend group. And we would uh, give the 25-year-old so much shit for being, like – old yeah and then now that i'm 26 i'm like he's he wasn't old at all
0: <laughs> dude i always say but if you if you took the knowledge you have now and you replied it to your younger self uh-huh. i feel like i'd be an asshole like a nice asshole wait what what does that mean like a nice asshole uh, i just wouldn't have time to like i wouldn't be bullshitting like if someone wanted to go out go drink i'm like there are more important things like I just wouldn't uh, have you'd be more blunt. Yeah, I'd be more blunt. Like okay. I wouldn't beat around the bush to be like if I if someone was had a show and it went terrible, I wouldn't be like, Oh, it was good like twenty five year old me would lie to people. Something like, Yeah, your show was good. I'd be like, No, here's what you should work on. And really? I, yeah.
1: Okay. I, I took that to mean like you would go back in time with the knowledge of uh, a thirty year old and just be like a jerk. Like, like an evil like uh, villain or something like that. Oh, uh, maybe that too. Like, <laughs> <Jeez>.
0: <laughs> No, no, no. That'd be going back. If I went back in time, Tom, mm-hmm. I'd rob banks before. Yeah, like if I would go, go back into the seventies before they had like, oh, I'd definitely be a bank robber. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's the only thing I would do if I had like the knowledge of the technology now uh-huh. and like how other criminals got caught. Uh-huh. If I had a time machine, I'd be a criminal.
1: I feel like if you had a time machine, couldn't you just, like, you you could, like, make that money by <laughs> betting on sports games, like, a, a la Back to the Future, right? It's, yeah, it's a could. legal <laughs> way of making Nope. You So you would, like, you really, you don't want to get rich. You would have to get rich by doing crime.
0: I, because there was a part of me that always asked myself, am I smart enough to rob a bank and get away with it? Sure. And I would never do it. But it's always a question. So now, if I had that knowledge, I would go back in time and see.
1: I think it was pretty hard to rob banks in the seventies. Still, like, so there's this new movie coming out about like some bank robber, like a true true story about a bank robber in the seventies in like Stockholm. It was like the origins of Stockholm syndrome. Uh, and then there's this movie called Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, with like Al Pacino. Highly recommend it. Uh, about a real bank robbery in the seventies, and they all went to shit. But I think if you go back further to, like, Al Capone era, where they're really just, like... Can't like, go to back too far, Sam. I'm <laughs> black. I'm black. That's true. That's true. Okay. There's that, like, there's that, like, optimal period where uh, it's okay to be black, but also technology is bad enough that you could take advantage of it. Exactly.
0: Because if I got too much money and was black, then i have a target on my back.
1: Sure. But you wouldn't take that money back to the future? Mm-mm. or Back to the present, rather. What am I oh, saying? Oh, wait.
0: Hmm. Well, because I also wanted to... Yeah, you have to also include the factor of where technology is going to be to where I have an amazing life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need a lot of money now. Like, I think in the 90s, technology was still good enough to where if I was rich, it'd still be an amazing life, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. You've added additional factors into my... When I'm going to rob... When I would rob a bank if a time machine was invented. Okay.
1: I think if I had a time machine, I would... um I would do the sports betting thing. I know that's such a cliche because there's literally a movie about it. But I feel like that's the safest way to make money. Um, either that or I would, like, put money into real estate or something. Or something more conservative where it's, like, technically not illegal and maybe I can get away with it. Oh, sports.
0: I'd make money by predicting the future. i just be, like, have a whole fo- uh, cult following because uh-huh. I just kept predicting things that were going to happen. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you can do that even without predicting the future <laughs> if you really true. want to. Call you can do that in 2019.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little Mistakers. What are y'all thinking? Y'all want to? <laughs> y'all want to join the McNeil cult? Yeah, that.
1: Uh, that there's that nef- oh, Wild Wild Country about all that stuff.
0: I saw the one about uh, um, what is it? The what? The, the woman in the feet, Bonnie and Clyde.
1: Oh, is that a movie or something? Yeah, it
0: just came out on Netflix. It's like, uh, it's got my man from uh, uh, Cheers. That's his oldest thing. I (laughs) can't even say I went there. The guy who's the only guy that made it from Cheers that's really famous, other than uh, Uh,
1: uh,
0: Andy. uh, I never watched Cheers. You never watched Cheers. Uh, Uh, I I can't remember his name. Any other was John Goodman in Cheers? No.
1: Ted Danson was Ted Danson. Ted
0: Danson Danson was in Cheers, and then the other guy who's. In every single movie, he was in... Uh, Woody Harrelson? There we go. Okay. There we go. Yeah, right. He was in a Bonnie and Clyde movie? Yeah, he was in a Bonnie and Clyde movie, yeah.
1: Okay, it was good. And yeah,
0: every time I see a criminal movie, I'm like, there's a part of me that wishes when it was easier. Yeah. Because all they did was, they got away in their car, and there was no way to track them down. Like, all you had to do is get away, I'll drive someone. Mm-hmm. They can't track you down.
1: I, Whenever I see crime movies, I always am like really into like the planning aspects of it, and I really don't care about the execution parts. But the part where like they're like looking at blueprints and they're thinking about like delegating work, yeah. the project management aspects of crime True. that that always is so entertaining.
0: True, I did I did have a criminal enterprise once.
1: Sell drugs? No, well, I no, know. I did not. <laughs> uh,
0: so I worked at Foodline. Line, and uh, I think. I can't get in trouble for this anymore. Uh, okay. <laughs> I worked at Foodline, and I... <laughs> you might still be able to get in trouble for No, no, I got fired for it. <laughs> oh, right. okay.
1: So you already got in trouble for this. Yeah,
0: I already got in trouble for it. But yeah, I worked at Foodline, and I used to take stuff from the store and sell it on my own because I knew how their inventory worked and everything. Oh, my God. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And then I brought someone into my criminal enterprise uh-huh. to make more... And he did not follow all my rules and got caught, which got me caught. Oh, jeez. So I'll, he snitched. Well, they caught him and then they went back and they oh. eventually figured out I was doing it too. Uh-huh. I don't think he snitched. Or maybe he did. I don't know. But that was my thing. I was like, that is the only problem with a, a big a big enough criminal enterprise uh-huh. is your employees. Yeah. that's that's You can't run everything in a criminal enterprise. And that's my only thing. I would never trust anybody enough uh-huh. to include them in my criminal enterprise.
1: I think it's hard, even if you're not doing a criminal enterprise, to find people you trust exactly to, like, work with.
0: Yeah. Can't stand on the application for that.
1: Yeah. Wait, so you were okay, but does that mean you were taking like frozen, frozen pizzas, frozen and, and pizza, selling them for an up, uh, upcharging people for frozen pizza? It was
0: a uh, buy one get one free special on cartons. Oh. So like, you buy a carton of cigarettes, you hand me extra five dollars. I ring up one take extra five dollars take extra ten bucks and give you two cartons
1: wait sorry was the buy one get one free deal something oh it's on me it was on me like you (laughs) yeah
0: i know you you give me the signal you tell me you want a carton of cigarettes Uh you give me the i ring up one you Uh give me that plus an extra ten dollars
1: oh so on food lines and it was just missing inventory
0: yeah
1: oh okay I thought you meant, like, you were like, okay, this, this carton of cigarettes is $5. I'm going to pay $5 on myself for $6. Oh, no. I
0: can't do that. I love that. No. <laughs> <I> <laughs> love that's, <it>. that's illegal. <laughs> I love the idea of, like, you driving a van around with, like, a
1: cooler full of frozen food and some <laughs> produce. And just, like, parking in the alleyway and asking people, like, hey, you want, you want a head of lettuce? <laughs> hey, man, I got you. Here you
0: go. Oh, man. No. I got fired from every job I had up until college. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Did yeah. you have a lot of jobs before college? I had three. Okay. McDonald's
0: got fired from there. Oh yeah, I just couldn't keep a job.
1: Sure. Yeah. I I had my first. I got my first real job after after grad school when I was like twenty three. And oh. before that, I never. I mean, I guess like I worked, but it was like research work and like um wait like waiting tables every now and then.
0: I don't know how people do it. Like that was the thing that it was like I got to go to college. Like I burned my hand on the grill at a, a McDonald's one time. I was like, oh. Nope, can't do this forever. Yeah. yeah that shit sucked,
1: man. Did you think you could do it forever before you burned your head? Uh,
0: you know, those times I was like, oh, this is not that bad. You sure. Know, I could see, you know, you get a little money, you get a little air. And I was like, all I got to do is put gas in my car. Sure. You know, because you don't realize the expenses of the world. Yeah. i was like, oh, I could do this. Make fries. Ha- super size it. They got rid of the super size when I was in high school. So I was yeah. like, now I don't have to put as many fries, so it made my job easier.
1: I think that's a lot of, like because i i thought the same way as you because like we both grew up in like pretty rural small towns yeah i grew up in like oxford mississippi and uh i remember when i was that age i would always think like worst case scenario this is what i can be and this is the money i'll make and maybe i could just coast off of that like there was a po- point in time when i was like uh, like i was pretty good at math in high school but terrible at everything else and i would always think like worst case scenario i could be a math teacher and this is my lifestyle and just like not having any sort of like um bigger dreams and that's also kind of a shitty way to think because like there are people who actually want to be teachers and i was just thinking like this is like worst case i have this one skill (laughs) and this is what i can be
0: you you mentioned coasting and i feel like for and maybe for you too Mm -hmm. it is hard to coast once you like become like a hustler like you start getting stuff done do you think you could ever just coast
1: um i mean i think like uh maybe maybe if like i don't know i've like kids or a family or something i could get that mindset but like i think it's like when i was in mississippi it's such a small rural town and like uh you don't really see much outside of that town yeah and so it's really easy to get into that mentality uh but then like once you get a little bit older and you start traveling like when i was in college i would go to new york every single year and uh just seeing like what else is available to me um it made me like work so much harder because all of a sudden it's just like oh no I want these things
0: so I'm saying now like because I don't think I could ever coast. I think I could coast for a year or two Mm -hmm. and then it started being like I haven't gotten anything good accomplished or like not good but like I haven't I haven't pushed myself and I would start to be unhappy do you feel that way
1: um yeah I mean I I get real angsty on uh angsty on uh vacations where I'm not really doing anything same yeah when it's just like people who people who can like take a book and just sit on the ocean for the or on the beach for, for the entire day like i can do that for like an hour maybe but uh, afterwards like i need something to do
0: dude that even happened to me this weekend so like yeah. my friend's wedding so like everybody came down we had an amazing weekend but about in the middle of, like didn't really do anything friday didn't really do anything saturday yeah. and it's like i'm halfway through saturday i was like i have been unproductive for too long sure and it just starts eating at you. And I'm trying to learn to live in the moment. But yeah, it was, it's tough.
1: Yeah. Um, that's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to pick up surfing. Like, I, I like traveling and I want to travel more. But it's like, uh, sometimes if, if it's a little bit too relaxing of a vacation, it, it's like, uh, I don't know what to do with myself, you know? <laughs> and, and so, like, surf tourism, I'm terrible at surfing, but, like, I can sort of do it. And, like, surf surf traveling is actually pretty fun.
0: Where, is, where have you been?
1: Um, up and all up and down, like the coast of California, uh, went to Mexico for Christmas kind of spontaneously on a surf trip, uh, Hawaii. And then, uh, I think that's it. I, I tried to, uh, I played with the idea of like surfing in Greece when I was there, but like, uh, it's, it was pretty cold. And, uh, in a lot of like Mediterranean areas, it's like starting to get up in popularity, but there aren't a lot of really good breaks. So they're always really crowded.
0: So one thing that you do is you work consistently, right? And then every now and then I'll hear from you, and you've gotten like a goal accomplished, right? Like you made the 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 incubator Herald team at UCB. Mm-hmm. Um, you sent us that uh, that commercial that you're in. Oh, the music video. The music video yeah. that you're in, um, and it's like you, and it's so it's always like that to hear from you because mm-hmm. it's like you're out there doing the day to day, and you're being low key, mm-hmm. and then then you get a goal accomplished. And I think that's how it has to be sometimes is that you're not, because I remember telling you, I was like, hey, I just want to drop YouTube videos. And you're like, people don't like that. Like, uh, you said something about if you're always out there and you're not actually talented, people don't like that. They're just showing, you're just showing yourself rather than putting in your, keeping your head down and putting in the work. Sure. And that's something I was like, maybe I should put my head down and not try to get so much outward, like try to go for outward. Um, Worrying about what our people think, and just put my head down and work a little bit more.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, is that what you've been doing? Because,
1: um, I guess I mean I, uh, I I just want to like learn more. I guess like in like both in terms of tech and in terms of like comedy, it's like I I'm not where I want to be. Where I'm like uh, absolutely proud or satisfied of my work. Yeah. I, I mean, I am proud of what I do, but it's just like I know I can have like I see people who are more experience than me and it's just like i want to be there like one day and then the rest of it just kind of like follows and i know like that's that's one way of thinking about it um i also have friends who are very much like uh if i get enough instagram followers i will achieve my goals and that's all i want and like no nothing against that yeah. like that's that's definitely a way of doing it and that's like a probably more uh profitable way and like quicker way of doing it but um yeah i just want to be like Proud of what I'm putting out, I guess. Yeah. yeah, And I guess like proud of like what I've been personally able to accomplish, I guess.
0: What's that line for you? So one thing that you mentioned that resonated to me is that you, you sound like you're hard on yourself and you want to be good and you want to be proud of your work Yeah, and you are getting better. So what's that line for you is you not being so hard on yourself after a show slash and you know you're getting better slash you want to be great.
1: Um, Like just how do, uh, how do you like not beat yourself up to yeah. it? Yeah. It's uh, a very simple way of asking the that, question. <laughs> that I mean, that's uh, I. I don't know. I. Uh, I mean, I definitely think I beat myself up way too much sometimes, yeah. and I've had like other people say that to me too. Um, I. I had a, like conversation with this friend once who was like, um, she was telling me about her boyfriend and like, it was like a very serious relation. She was like in her mid thirties and she thought she was gonna marry him, uh, and he was like so goal oriented that like, he. Um, he kind of had like a hard time uh, just enjoying things if he didn't have a goal, and then it was just like after after he accomplished something, is he, you're, there's just like empty feeling, and you need to replace that old goal with a new one, and there's just like you're constantly chasing something, and like when is it going to be enough? You know.
0: Exactly, and it's like if you repeat that for so long, you are what you become. Like you are what you do, mm-hmm. which I've I have thought about that a lot over the past couple of years, like what are my habits are what are my habits that are going to make me something different later on. Um, for example, like I found myself getting irritated at work a lot and starting to get short tempered and I was like, okay, at first I was like, okay, that's cool. Then after you I was like, wait, I'm starting to get a little bit more short tempered and just mm-hmm. being very aware of that. So what are the some of the things that you're constantly keeping yourself in check about to make sure that they don't form long term?
1: um probably uh oof that's a hard question um probably like not beating myself up too hard um not being frustrated about like where i'm uh where i'm not at and being more appreciative like where i am at uh, as cheesy it sounds uh, like being more appreciative of, like the journey not the destination <laughs> it's <laughs> that, cheesy but it's true that, that feels gross like <laughs> just those words coming out of my mouth feels disgusting <laughs> but it's true sure yeah um and then i guess also just like uh i mean everything like kind of related to that right just like in being able to enjoy things more like along the way
0: i have found I agree with that, and I have found that I started. I need to do improv more, because I started getting away from improv because i was like I don't have enough control. But then I'm like, that's actually a good thing, and maybe I should lean into that and learn how to lean on other people. Because I started hating improv because I didn't have enough control okay. of like a scene, uh, and it, and stand up, and then this the podcast. I'm like I ha- I can control this. Mm-hmm. So how so I'm just asking for personal. Like how do you how do you deal with The things that you don't have control over especially in improv which is you you, you're more of an improv guy how do you deal with that
1: um i I guess i've never really had that much of a problem with not being in control i uh i mean i guess it's just like you know worst case like what is the worst case scenario and like worst case scenario is never really that bad right yeah um you mean like in terms of like scenes yeah scenes okay um i guess in scenes like it's just like i've kind of gotten used to having bad scenes <laughs> and so it's just like it doesn't matter yeah I, I think like before i started doing improv i read this interview uh it was like a rolling stone interview with like stephen colbert and john stewart and stephen colbert was uh, they were asking stephen colbert like a similar question about like fear and like performing on stage and he said something that's like stuck with me for like over 10 years but it was like uh like improv taught him how to like just be comfortable with like fear and then like when he sees that fear or like that sense of failure creeping up again uh he kind of like greets it like as like an old friend or something like that and he just moves on you
0: know like what's up what's
1: up failure kind of like oh yeah this is that negative feeling of like failure and fear coming up again this is normal but i'm gonna keep on like trucking uh maybe i've just had too many bad shows i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) nah okay okay was it scary going out there to the big leagues for you? Uh,
1: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, it, it's like, uh, what what other choice do I have? You know what I mean? True. Like, I, I definitely wish I could have stayed in North Carolina maybe a little bit longer. Uh, just because I felt like, too, like, I really love this area. And, like, Durham's, Durham's, like, cool now, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, I, I know my, like, all my grad school friends are, like, kind of tired of it and i get that because they've been there for like five six years already but like for me to come back uh really felt like man like two and a half years was not long enough i should have stayed for like three maybe um yeah so um God, i forget the question again
0: oh no no i uh, i asked you how was it going to the big leagues as far as comedy because you know north carolina sure it's good for comedy but if you want to go big then you go to new york la or chicago
1: yeah. So, oh yeah. So like I like I definitely missed North Carolina and like this trip back has been so like amazing and like reinvigorating. But uh um it's kind of like what else, where else am I gonna go? You know, if I stay in North Carolina I'm gonna have to find a job and like is there really enough are there really enough jobs for me out here? Probably not. So you kind of feel like you have to go. Okay. And uh yeah i mean i guess like that's that's the joy of having like two things that you love right like even if this comedy thing doesn't pan out or like uh even if i got to la and i couldn't find a single stage that would put me on at least like i'm out there for tech and then vice versa um and that's that's also something that i'm trying to be more grateful of like i a lot of people can't even find like one thing in life that they really love and they just go to a nine to five and like kind of like trudge through life and i happen to find like two things that i really love and like that's Incredibly rare, and I I should be more grateful for that. Yeah, okay, you're blessed. How's your ass feeling? My ass, yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: the reason I asked that is because I've interviewed a bunch of people. (laughs) This interview
1: is taking a turn. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> you know, uh, talking about my feelings and then asking uh, my ass? Well, no, because mine
0: is starting to go numb. So I'm, I'm leaving this place soon and I bought this couch off Craigslist. Sure. And it's very uncomfortable. So every person <laughs> I've interviewed on this couch has eventually commented or I see them shift a little bit. Uh huh. And I'm starting to have to do my shift. It's, this side is more uncomfortable than that so, Okay. So I didn't know if you, how you were doing over there.
1: Uh, I'm fine. Actually, so, uh, I came in here and I noticed like this is a cool place. A lot of wood paneling. Uh, oh, there's a futon. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, there's a camera in front of the futon <laughs> on a tripod. I don't. Like, can I, I? don't know if I want to sit on this futon.
0: I <laughs> know oh, you got You put on covers before stuff goes down, man. Okay. Because this is this is a business futon. This is a business. And so futon. you have to cover okay. it up if you want to I'll do it. a
1: business futon or like a business futon.
0: This is this is strictly business podcast futon. Okay. So if it had a white sheet over it. Then then it is no longer a business futon. <laughs> it is a pleasure futon.
1: It's uh, it's a pretty lumpy pleasure futon. <laughs>
0: you know, pleasure and pain go hand in hand.
1: Yeah. Uh well yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs>
0: sometimes. Sometimes. But no, I'll keep the camera there. Okay. Uh, fun things happen
1: yeah dude I, i've been listening to your podcast i uh, like i don't for whatever reason the facebook algorithms don't like put it in my newsfeed whenever you post but like
0: i've been I, posting lately so, oh really no oh you just release yeah i'm trying to test how many people i get from just releasing it without doing ads oh that's interesting yeah so i'm thinking i'm
1: gonna like start a, ad- you're, you're doing it, you're a b testing your podcast i'm a b testing just seeing
0: who's out there listening without advertising yeah Okay so, yeah. Well then
1: I don't feel I don't feel like A bad friend anymore oh, no, okay. no no Yeah no cause I, I've been uh, Like I have a backlog Of podcasts That I haven't listened to But like I've been uh, Going through them I okay. listened to the Henry Copeland one And like okay. the uh, Brian Josh one Those were great
0: They were I didn't like I don't want to get away From rapping on the podcast I think <laughs> it was An interesting turn But yeah We'll see Yeah Yeah, yeah. Uh What uh So what, what do you want To leave the people with Like what uh Essentially, what would you tell them you've learned over your journey of the past two years? Or two and some change?
1: Uh, What have I learned? Um, Nothing. (laughs) Uh, uh, I guess, like, I've learned, like, to – this is – I'm totally ripping off Henry's advice. But, like, I've learned that, like, you should be more grateful for your friends and, like – rely on your friends and, and keep in touch with old friends because uh i've gotten to a point where it's just like i've lived in enough places that like i have friends from all of these different like past lives that like i used to be pretty terrible at keeping in touch with and now i'm realizing like oh no like i everyone comes back into your life somehow like you you should keep out, keep in touch and reach out and like uh be more grateful for those people
0: Dude, I actually feel bad. There, were, there are people who have like tried to maintain that, and I've been on the receiving end of like mm-hmm. not answering phone calls. I'm like, cause they're out of town now. They don't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't answer a phone call once a month. Like maybe they're gone, and now I feel bad because now I'm like starting to realize the importance of keeping up with people. And just like even if it's just like a phone call every month or every two months, mm-hmm. just checking in.
1: Yeah. yeah, I also think it's like when you're in college and like or grad school. Like those are like institutions that are set up to make. Uh, building friendships easy and you kind of like take that for granted whereas like in real life like right around this like 26 like that's when crazy people start to develop their crazy (laughs) outside of college when they start to find themselves and so you become so grateful for like the the people who are your day ones you know who were there, yeah.
0: Because you don't get to see. Because all you do is you see you see John after work for five to six. And you don't know what he's doing for sure. in his private life. But yeah. in college, you got to weed those people out.
1: Yeah, like ah, it, uh, it's just like especially in a big city like in L.A. Like you you have to do a little bit more vetting because it's like, uh oh like this this guy has uh, is all like a drug dealer and maybe has like a meth lab underneath his house or something. This guy has a R. Kelly sex dungeon or something like you. You meet those people, and it's pretty easy to hide that stuff. Like R. Kelly had that for like years, yeah. right? And so you do. Like, I feel like you need to vet that. But like the people who uh, you started out with, like maybe when you're 18 or when you're 21, and like they have a shorter history to do bad <laughs> stuff, and and you've kept up with them. Like th- those are people who like mean a lot to me. You know?
0: See, I like to if I'm trying to be friends or like uh, have a date, someone mm-hmm. I like to open up with like a secret. So that they start opening up so I can get those Oh here's my real real secret. Sure. Like I cut the dolls off of heads and collect them. What? No no I don't. Okay. No no that's not me. Oh, no 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 no, no. Okay. But like like if I'm told that, then I'm like, okay, I have opened up. So I might be like, Oh, I like the air dryer. Sure. Sometimes <laughs> I like the air dryer. that's your secret? No, it's 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 my it's my breaking the ice secret. Then okay. I go deeper and sure, deeper. Sure. And then I'm like, okay, if I start opening up. So, you should start telling your secrets to people early. And then they're not really secrets, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I've been surprised when somebody's like, this is what I do in my private life. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I found out I'm up too. Yeah, it's.
1: I feel like dating as a 26-year-old is both easier and harder than like 21. Because it's like, like I'm more confident. I know, uh, I know how to approach it, but at the same time, it's just like, both on my end and on her end, it's like we've built up a longer history, and like there's more baggage and there's more stuff to unpack.
0: Oh, there's so much. Yeah. 30 30 is gonna be worse for you, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. you might want to just find that one now because thirty year old baggage <laughs> is very heavy. You've yeah. had at least two long term relationships. But I mean, by you've, you've
1: also got thirty year old baggage. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. But mine, I just I'm honest
0: with mine. Yeah, yeah. Well, mine, mine is consistent. Of, my, my baggage is consists of like one main focus mm-hmm. so like I can hear that is
1: mm-hmm. uh, I used to be a player and I I'm aware you know and, but
0: that's not that's 90% of my baggage so I just let that I let that Wait, I
1: let, 90% of your baggage is that you used to be a player yeah I was just like hey I. Used to, that's pretty good yeah I used to cheat and be a player oh okay yeah, yeah. Well, there it is I mean no but that's it I like
0: I'll tell them like, the yeah okay. I used to cheat on every girl I dated back in the day
1: oh jeez yeah it's, it's terrible but yeah
0: you know i don't do it anymore Uh but that's like 90 percent of my baggage
1: okay that's that's pretty good yeah Yeah. so but yeah
0: 30 year old baggage is tough man so you might might be scared out there
1: i I think like i've also seen like um like the older people get the more uh the way they talk about their partners starts to get more like focused and less like uh uh foofy for lack of a better word (laughs) (laughs) like like it's less like uh uh oh here here are all the things i love about him or here are the things i love about her and it's just like uh you know what she doesn't drive me crazy and that is so valuable or like you know what here here are the thing, here are two things that i love about her and then the third most important thing is that um I can't find anything wrong with it. <laughs> exactly.
0: You keep it very general. <laughs> yeah. You start like you know you have your list of things that you wanted back in the day. Mm-hmm. You start crossing off like you know what, blondes aren't that important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair color doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah.
1: When I was, uh, I think when I was like 16, the most important quality in uh, a woman was. Does she listen to the shins? <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, I, I I, went through a phase where I was like, oh, Garden State and Zach Braff <laughs> and the shins just get me. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, mine was, I had to be able to read every question off the 50 Cent's 21 questions, and she answered yes. Okay. And now, she only has to answer yes to about seven Uh, What are those seven? Uh, So it's like if I if I went to jail, would you be down to ride? Okay. Uh, uh, If I told you all my secrets, uh, I haven't read the lyrics in a long time. I don't know. But yeah, but it's like yeah. If I went to jail, (laughs) Mm -hmm. would you hold me down and be down to ride? Mm -hmm. Um, There's one like if someone tried to murder me, uh, you wouldn't have relations with that person. Like Fifty Cent is very general, and it's Twenty One Questions song. Is that, but is that, are you worried about getting murdered? Uh, someday. All right. Someday. You never know, man. Okay. Uh, and I could go to jail at any point. You never know. Uh huh. So I just want someone that's down to ride.
1: Yeah. I guess for me, it's like, God, uh, oh, this is going to be sad to say, but it's become more of like a, um, are you going to, uh, are you going to change me a lot? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or like, or, or like a, like a financial institution type thing you know where it's just like uh, do we do we do we have the same uh values around like money and like parenting and like that sort of thing not that i mean like yeah. those are like present uh concerns for me like anytime soon
0: yeah mine's more are you just chill that's yeah. all i need someone is chill that can just go with it yeah
1: yeah chill on all aspects doesn't chill. need doesn't need to be in control. <laughs>
0: no, just chill.
1: No, we're all we're all chill. Uh, I'm chill. Are they going to raise our kids? Chill. I feel like you're you're packing so much into that five letter word. Yeah. Okay. Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like chill. Does she have a lot of money? Is she chill? <laughs> Is she chill? Is she chill? Uh, For what it's worth, though, like at, at my brother's wedding, my brother got married recently. Like that was the word that kept on coming up, and I kept on thinking to myself, like. Couldn't be more specific than this, <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like guys do that a lot. That like yeah. they just use this like blanket word of like, oh, she's chill as like, uh, I like her, <laughs> but like it, it's not like a very deep reason. Like there's not much behind that, you know.
0: It is. was oh, like, cause I, cause I'm gonna be chill about so many things. Like, I guess it's more of, I I incorporate chill as if you're not cheating. If you're not out there just taking all the money out of the account uh-huh. to go blow it on whatever, like, are you just like a decent person?
1: I, my, my problem isn't with the fact that like people are looking for someone quote unquote chill. My yeah. problem is the fact that like this word means so many different things to so many different oh, people, and true. you're packing a lot into it. You oh, know, I what needed
0: I mean? to find chill. Exactly. It's okay. like
1: it's. Shit, like five letters can't verbalize all the things that you just said. You know what I mean?
0: Very true. Very yeah. true. I need to verbalize chill. Yeah. I still, the only thing I have that's a little ridiculous is cupcakes because I'm a lover of cupcakes. Can she bake
1: cupcakes? So when you say, oh, she's chill, it means she can bake cupcakes. She can <laughs> bake cupcakes. I yeah. have
0: my meals that I'm good at, but like, if you're just like a no, like, I hate cupcakes, it's probably not
1: going to work. Chill is just this suitcase of all yeah. these different qualities Yeah. That change from guy to guy. Very true Uh,
0: Okay I forgot what the question I don't know where we got to From the question I asked you last about I I
1: think it was like uh, What what have I learned And I started talking about Like the importance of like Keeping in touch with old friends Okay And like showing gratitude for them Uh, And then slowly we
0: (laughs) We deteriorated into dating
1: Yeah yeah. uh, I will say though The I feel like there are a lot of Older Married men Who say like Uh tell your friends you miss them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Be be upfront with your emotions. But I think that comes from a privileged place of being a married man with like, kids and a happy marriage so that you can tell people that you miss them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if I tell like any of my female friends I miss them, that they're not going to be my female friends anymore. It doesn't right? work like it, that. It's like, oh, you're, you're trying to... Do something
0: the language is very different like especially as we get older i don't know how to traverse that for sure yeah um because we have uh we have like two you know female friends in our group and it's like hey like one's in raleigh but i'm never gonna be like like my boy stayed here last night mm-hmm. i'm never gonna be like yo come over and then if you get drunk just you can spend the night like it's for sure yeah yeah it's like they're, weird. yeah you never know how to like do that,
1: that. But I feel like if you were like, let's say you're like forty five year old McNeil, you've got like two mini McNeils, yeah, and like you, McNeil Jr. and Maximus. Okay, all right. Uh, (laughs) I'm hoping. Oh, you're hoping. Yeah. Wait, wait, but McNeil is your last name, so (laughs) is he gonna be McNeil McNeil Jr.? Yes,
0: (laughs) I want that so much. Like I want to, I want those Kanye West eccentric type
1: names, like. What, but like, if you really wanted him to be junior, wouldn't it have to be Justin McNeil Jr.? Mm-mm. I Damn. see, and
0: that—that's I don't want to have to follow the rules, so I want nice. McNeil McNeil Jr. Nice. and Maximus McNeil Jr.
1: Oh, so they're both be Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they don't have the same name. No. <laughs> and I
0: want the—the the way I say "junior," they'll know which one I'm talking about, like the
1: inflection. Uh huh. Yeah. Wait, what what is um? Can I get a sample of the two?
0: Junior or Junior.
1: Okay, so one of them you're always happy to see <laughs> and one of them you always despise. Yeah. Uh, One of them is
0: like he's a troublemaker and oh. I don't want to him to know that I approve of his troublemaker. Oh. Okay. So I'm hard on him because right. I see how how much he puts into these
1: antics. So you're going to pick out the inflection after they're born exactly. and they've developed personalities. Yeah, I
0: oh, want okay. one kid to be bad, but he is... He is so invested in being bad like i'm like and i keep saying like if you would just direct that <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a speech planned out already for like dude i dream about it all the time yeah because
1: you like totally changed when you were like when you, when you launched it dude that. i want to be a dad so bad oh, yeah? i want
0: to be a dad more than i want to be a husband uh <laughs> like i want to be a dad
1: dude that is okay that's weird because like i i feel like i know a lot of guys like in their early 30s that are like i i want to be a dad more than i want to be yeah. Like if you could just like drop off a baby, like store, it, just drop off a baby for me, and I could raise them. Yeah, um, that would be ideal.
0: My dream is co-parenting, man. Like I would love to co-parent. Like
1: wait, like a you want to be like a divorced dad with shared custody?
0: Or like someone like even if we're like together, mm-hmm. we're just like we both live our separate lives, and like we're together, really? and we live in separate households and co-parent and get along and. Because I feel like marriage is like. Y'all were together together uh-huh. And like y'all's plans Revolve around each other mm-hmm. Whereas I would like I would like the dating concept And
1: uh, I think I get you Like you don't want to be Tied down
0: It's like it's not tied down Cause I would like I'd have a house right beside of her It is just <laughs> the it's just the, Like the, a duplex Yeah it's like a duplex It's just that the the you lifestyle of marriage, yeah, sure. is the part I don't like. Like that, I never was it like like that. Me and my wife are doing this, like all like together all the time. Like we're sure. we're inseparable. Like I've never enjoyed that. Like,
1: uh-huh. yeah, I I can see that a little bit. Like one thing about me that I think is kind of like I don't know if this makes me weird, but like whenever I've uh, been in a relationship, there reaches a point where it's just like the thing I crave most is one night alone in a bed by myself with some nice air conditioning uh just just one night you yeah. know and, and that kind of freaks me out a little bit
0: and that's gonna be an issue like you can't go up to to your wife and be like hey i'm gonna stay in a hotel tonight." yeah i'm gonna stay in a hotel tonight. <laughs> Although, I mean, I think, i'm sure like
1: i okay I, i'm sure there are plenty of women who are also like god i just need to like not see this guy I, i'm sure my mom feels that way just yeah. like for one day and i think it'd be cool to just be like you know what go go get a hotel or i'll go get a hotel and we'll just not see each other for a day
0: hey if i can find that then i can get married like hey oh, yeah. we can pull the once a month you can pull the card hey i do not want to see you at all today yeah
1: and there's no feelings hurt I, there's I, I used to feel really bad like i'm like a cold person that like hates other people but i the more i think about it it's just like there's not a single person in my life who i want to see Every single day, like not even my like my parents, my brother, like no one. Like I need like a day by myself. Exactly. Like once a month.
0: Exactly. And I'll get. I'll be like, look, you can look at my cell phone records, whatever. I just need a day. Yeah. Just once a month where you don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> like unless... <laughs> well, I mean, you can text me, right? <laughs> we can call, but I just, I uh, yeah. Unless you get hit by a car or something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if, like, how bad would you like if you had that arrangement and then your wife died on one day of the month? You selfish. The <laughs> like,
0: police call like, what? It's McNeil Day. Your wife is up. Your wife is big kill. Today, <laughs> of all days, Or <laughs> one day apart. It's February. There's only 28 days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. Uh. <laughs> Oh, I hope future Miss McNeil don't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that
1: bad, though. Like, yeah. it, it's... I don't know, it it's normal to, like, want your space every now and then. True. Yeah. Do you do you watch this... Uh, there's this Netflix series called Explained. Yeah. Do uh, you watch that?
0: No, I really haven't, no.
1: They, um... It's, like, they're 15-minute episodes done by the people who do Vox. Uh, those Vox Facebook documentaries. Like, yeah. They have one on polygamy that's really interesting, um, where they kind of, like, talk about, like... Uh, polygamy is like the natural quote unquote natural way that humans were designed and if you look at like pre-agrarian tribes uh, they're all polygamous but like uh, monogamy is something that was created by humans that isn't natural for us but humans are really good at doing things that are unnatural to us and if, uh, if you are monogamous you shouldn't feel bad about having thoughts of like polygamy but you should just acknowledge that you've chosen monogamy as your, uh, your preferred way of living and I thought that was like really interesting
0: I could be, like, a semi. Like, they get to check in to our relationship, like, once every three years. Just to spice things up. Uh-huh.
1: Then they got to bounce.
0: But, like, I couldn't do it all the time. But, like, wait, we have, like, a couple that gets to check in
1: with us, like, every... Wait, like, a couple that you, like, wife swap with? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I would have to think about it. Because cause here's my thing that also scares me about marriage. Is I, like, I feel like anything you do, you should practice at. And, like, I, there's no way to practice for, for a 40-year relationship. Like, you can't. Sure. you can do, like, a year or two. Yeah. But it's like, that is a big jump to say, hey, we've been together three years. Now we're forever. It's just it's a lot.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't think I could do polygamy. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I would, you know, like, when you're in a relationship, obviously, you think about other people. And, yeah. like, uh, you, you sort of get these thoughts. And I would always feel really guilty about it. Yeah. So just, like, hearing that documentary was like, oh, no, these thoughts are normal. Like, I'm not, like, a bad person for having thoughts like this.
0: I believe in role playing too, so
1: <laughs> so like uh, so that that can spice things up. Uh, oh, okay. I, yeah, I was trying to figure out how you went from that to role playing.
0: Yeah. Oh no, no. Uh, little mistakes Here's a little relationship advice. What you do is you and your girl, y'all don't know each other for 24 hours. So y'all or 12 hours. You meet at the bar at 8 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. And y'all both have two different characters. Yeah. And y'all can't break characters until 8 a.m. <laughs> But y'all, y'all supposed to go home with each other. Okay. And yeah, you get to be different
1: people. That's a that's a popular one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I uh yeah I don't think I could ever do that. Really? I I mean I, I you've seen me do improv. <laughs> I break character all the time.
0: <laughs> I tend to go the only accent I have, which is a country accent. So it all <laughs> <laughs> it all stems from uh, some honey or some you <laughs> 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 oh, got oh, oh, got into that out got into that. Uh, i tend to be a guy on a farm who knows a lot about farming and do you
1: have to change a different dual a voice is that part of the rules
0: it i like to if i'm gonna do it i got to go full really yeah okay so it's 90 of the time it's a country accent
1: okay because i feel like in scenes when i do characters it's like i am also terrible at voices so like i try to like make different uh like have different points of views or like like quirks or something like that okay. so i never change voices but I'm like, no, the toilet paper should go under. That's my character's <laughs> crazy hot take. This is different from me.
0: Oh, you're a, you're over.
1: I'm absolutely over. Under? It just flows better. Under. Okay, the problem with under is like if the uh, they have this at work, but it's like when the toilet paper is like not jutting out of the wall, but it's receded into the wall. So it's like there's like this like kind of like cutout, rectangular cutout then the under can get caught back there and then you can never get the toilet paper again.
0: That is true. Okay. Until I have to deal with that problem under all day. (laughs) Um, Okay, been all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want you to to give the mistakers um, just your overall perspective on jumping, doing something you wanna do uh, just your journey over the past two years. I want you to give them uh, uh just a little speech on how to get that done, how to jump, how to go into uncharted waters, and how you've been successful. Like what you've learned. So just give them like a little little speech about it.
1: Is, it, is this the part where you play music?
0: I, it is. It is. Okay. I don't have it. You ready. don't have to play the music. Okay. I would
1: prefer without the music. Okay. Um. Alright, there's some math involved So let me put Of course course there's math involved when it involves me Um, Okay, this is actually advice That I stole from my brother uh, And he gave it to me Um, But he told me that uh, President Obama Averaged a 48% approval rating over his 8 years That means 52% of the country Disapproved of him President Trump is currently averaging A 39% approval rating which means uh, 61% of the country uh, disapproves of them. So that means you could be as charming as a President Obama and still have 53% of the country disapprove of you, and you can be as repugnant as a President Trump and still have 39% of the country defend you to your death. And so there's no point in in trying to please everybody because you're always going to have haters and you're always going to have people who love you. And so you should focus more on just being your truest, authentic self.
0: Wait, your brother said that?
1: I may have made it more verbose and uh, pretty, but uh, yeah, he told me that. And then, addendum, the only president in recent history to have a near-perfect approval rating was George W. Bush. He had a 90% approval rating after September 11th, which means if you want everyone to love you, you're going to need some sort of personal catastrophe on the order of 9-11 for everyone to get behind you and even with that he still left office with an average approval rating of 49.4 percent
0: dude that is good thanks man you need to write you need to publish that shit <laughs>
1: that's good thanks yeah uh my brother told me that advice uh uh I, I was after i moved to la i was having kind of like a dark time like trying to find friends and just kind of fit in after uh after like being in school for so long where it's easy to find friends and I know he had trouble uh, similar problems when when he left So I was calling for him for advice and he was just like just be your truest authentic self and then eventually this will go away
0: Do that is, like I'm sitting here like Thinking about like that is
1: good. That is yeah. really good. Yeah, thanks, man I <laughs> I think the one caveat to that is like if you're real vanilla and just kind of nice I think you could probably get like a 100% approval rating because like these are presidents and they have to have strong opinions about things and yeah. obviously that's gonna polarize people uh, you could technically get 100% if you were vanilla and just a little bit nice but like then you wouldn't that would be so uncomfortable to live life like that yeah
0: like you're swaying you're swaying your opinion or whoever you are to the person Rather than being yourself,
1: or you don't even have opinions on things, and you're just like completely mild. Do you know people like that? They're yeah. They're just like they're they're the embodiment of like a hard boiled egg, or like white bread, or uh, yeah. a salty and cracker.
0: Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they just don't say anything. Like you could be like, "What's your favorite color?" And they may not even say, like they may not say green. Yeah. Like I don't like colors. Yeah, I don't like yeah.
1: colors. Is... Yeah, 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 they're all the same to me. They? Yeah, like, what do same. you want to eat? whatever
0: you want to eat yeah. yeah it's like you have a opinion yeah on oh, what to eat okay dude that's good thanks man i want to like i, I want to so i want to wrap it up but yeah i want to end on that like that that is really good i i am proud of you for moving to la thanks and so much, it is man. uh yeah i really am I'm glad you took the jump and one of the things that you said to me was like dude you just got to do it mm. and so now that i might take i'm I don't know when I'm gonna release this, so I might have to edit this part out. (laughs) Uh, Any episode that drops after May 28th, I can say that I'm leaving my job, Uh but if I'm dropping it beforehand, then I'm not gonna say that. Sure. Um, But yeah, you're part of the reason that I was like, I just gotta jump, I just gotta do it. Thanks, man. And uh, yeah, that's why I was like, everything lined up, and I was complaining to somebody. I was like, I'm gonna quit my job, I'm quitting, I'm gonna release this after May. and I'm quit I want to quit my job and then that's when Will was like you want to quit and Bri was Bri was part of it and he was like alright I'm gonna get you a job and he was like I don't have an excuse like they came and was like here's two months you'll have time to figure out what you want to do next because the job's not that demanding yeah and I was like okay I'm gonna do it and figure it out from there
1: yeah dude yeah I want to I see you in New York or LA yeah. uh, this time next year oh, or even before that to yeah to be honest
0: yeah uh, so say so yeah, September. I don't have plans for after September. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. You're
1: also going to Ireland, right?
0: I canceled right. that cause it cancel. It's it's along the lines of camp, so I got my money back. Oh okay. Uh, figure I shouldn't be blowing a couple thousand dollars right now.
1: Uh, dude, if you if you move to a big city, like they're they're like those cheap flight deals out of like JFK or LAX. they're yeah. really crazy, like three hundred dollars to Europe or China. Huh.
0: I'm hoping if I can get at a startup, then I can start my traveling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I just want to... Unlimited PTO. Yeah,
1: unlimited
0: PTO. Dude, come so, to LA, man. Hey, man. That's what I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah, so at night, I'm sitting there. I don't know where my JavaScript book is, but I'm teaching myself everything so I mm-hmm. can just show my skills off. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate... Thank you for being on the show. Yeah. A uh, little man. mistakers. That was Sam D. Um make mistakes remember everybody makes mistakes but it's okay uh we want you to find humor in your mistakes there we go